<laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Trading Success Podcast. I am Greg Crow. This is my compadre. Kirk Neal. I'm here. And we are here. We are Trading Success Academy coaches. And we are here to talk to you today about the hiring process, right? If you found the rare elephant, the rare beast, the unseen leopard, <laughs> the endangered species that is a tradesperson, tradie, hats off to you. Right? If you've got an ad out, you wouldn't be the only person. There's a lot of people looking and we are dead set in some kind of shortage. But I wanted to share a little uh, little story with you, right? So my little boy, Phoenix and Jasper, one's five, one's three, and their mum's introduced them to something. You know what? Uh-oh. Where are we going? Spice Girls. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the mum's introduced Spice Girls. And I'm not mad about it. Nah. You know, if you've got wannabe... I'll tell you what I want, what a really great song, right? I think we all know it. You know it. I know it. I know you know it. Oh, I got it. Yeah. I know you've got a little Spice Girls tattoo on your lower back, right? <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway, we're listening to the Spice Girls on the way in, and they're pretty adamant. We want the Spice Girls. We want Spice Girls. And I'm like, I was listening to it anyway. I might as well just put it on, right? So listening to it, and this line comes in, and it says, if you want my future, you know it. <laughs> Forget my past, right? If you want my future, forget my past. And as soon as that line went off, I'm like, holy crap, referees on resumes, yeah. right? How serious do you take someone's resume wanting their future? Do you forget their past? Mm. If someone gives you a resume, I mean, personally, I wouldn't even know how to put together a resume. What would be on your resume? Uh, so credible things that are actually important to the role that I'm going for. For sure. So like... Am I going to include things that I've done in the past that aren't relevant to this? No, that dilutes what I'm here to do. So I'm, I'm going to try and tighten that right up and get really clear on me having a couple of really powerful points that are actually going to make a difference as opposed to 20 points that someone's got to filter through. So get that nice and tight. But referees, interesting. Interesting one, right? Because you, you're scrolling through and everyone can have job description, job description. I worked here for five years, three years. And then you've got your two or three referees. Do you call them? Well, and how serious do you take them? Well, for a long time, I didn't. Yeah, for a long yeah. time, I didn't. And I look back on that right now, and it's definitely an ego thing. I read the resume, I interview the candidate, and I'm like, this person's going to be great. I don't need anyone to tell me that they're not. I, I back myself here. I'm a good character judge. I know what this person's going to be like. I wouldn't, and I bit us a couple of times, yeah? Ended up with some absolute potatoes. And the person that you interview sounds amazing, they've got a good energy, good vibe, and then like three weeks in, you're like, who are you? Everyone presents well the first couple of times, really, right? And just on that, everyone presents well when you're desperate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're yeah, really yeah. aching to hire someone and you're desperate, everyone looks awesome. You're like, you're you're alive. Yeah, I know we just had a conversation about that the other day, like or just an hour ago, not the other day, <laughs> but about like when we when you're so desperate looking for someone, how much not even near enough is good enough. Just a human, a human is yeah. is like, oh my gosh, can you? Yeah, yes, I need anyone, like anyone that's not an animal. Come and help me. <laughs> Anyone's got two hands, we can train a skill. Sometimes you can't train a skill. That's a sort of reality, right? Yeah. But um, it got me thinking about referees as well and, and scrolling through resumes. I never used to call uh, anyone and I used to think I could make good decisions. And I think maybe your gut's right 80% of the time. 
And maybe there's other 20% of the time where really due diligence is gonna play a massive factor. So when I'm looking at employment history, I remember this one kid, let's just call him. I know where you're going here. Do you? <laughs> I don't know if you do. Let's just call him Kevin. Oh, well, yeah. For all the Kevins out there, we love you, right? We really do love you. But Kevin uh, called up, saw his resume, and we, we were desperate, right? Apprentice. And I didn't really look at the resume until after. <laughs> but I actually was in that stage, of maybe I should start calling referees. So I called the referee, and, uh, and, and I mean, think about your habits when someone calls you. Most people take the path of least resistance yep. and they're like, oh great, I would have loved to have hung on to them, but you know, unfortunately the work let me down, but great kid. Not, not always. I had a guy, absolute train wreck of a human, put me down as a reference after we let him go. And the people that called me, I was just like, do some favor and miss this guy. And <laughs> I kept getting phone calls. Like, I reckon I told 20 people not to hire this guy. And hopefully they're, like they, they must have listened because I kept getting more and more calls and the caliber of the roles that this person was going for was getting significantly less and less and less and less as he went through. And eventually, he's going to land at someone who doesn't want to call the referees and where's he going to land? He's in a job and then the, six months later, the guy's going to be like, you're actually a train wreck of a human. I should have called Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about it now. Let's have a beer together. Yeah. It's yeah, because I know I called and and the person on the other line, the ex-boss, was like, "Great kid, just didn't have the work." And I reflect back to my habits when I was a bit younger, and I would have done maybe a similar thing. Just like, yes, I don't want to affect their future too much. Yeah, they weren't that good, but I don't want to ruin their opportunities. Their opportunities, like maybe they can. People change, right? Mm -hmm. People change. And I called up, and we got this kid on, and didn't go that good yeah. right i was after a few months i'm like whoa kevin I should have what are you doing yeah, <laughs> i should have probed kevin's referees a little bit further and then i was looking at the resume thinking whoa he'd been it's his third go at employment employment yeah. within 18 months yeah so i mean red flag. realistically the red flag was straight in front of me not saying that everyone that's in that position someone could be treated poorly in oh, that yeah. position someone could be this and maybe your experience as a human and I, I love to give the benefit of the doubt sometimes that doesn't always play directly into my favor yeah and there's a although it's a red flag it's, not, it's definitely not a hard no but it's somewhere that needs to be explored yeah You're like oh well hold on we need to understand the reasons why this has happened and how do you how do you end up having three jobs in 18 months because no one on the planet has an idealistic approach to being like, I'm going to work at three different places in the next year and a bit. Not really one of your five-year goals. No, it's it? not like, yeah. how many places can jobs. I work at? Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, interesting. But yeah, no, it got me thinking as well, like you call the referees and then, and then what do you do? What do you like to do from sort of this I, point? I ask three questions as well. To the referees? Yeah, three yeah. questions. Because like you said, most people are going to give you what you want to hear. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, good kid, whatever, whatever. So I ask three questions. Firstly, ask, are they punctual? So are they on time? And you've got to read between the lines here. If they go, yeah, for the most part, that means they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not going to, like, so you just yeah. go, yeah. You he's go, okay, she's okay. Yeah. Okay, and, that's a red flag. Yeah. yeah. And what is it going to stop me employing that person? Absolutely not. But it does focus my efforts in onboarding around this is when we start work and you cannot be late. Yeah, so I can grind that out early as opposed to allowing it to frustrate me for months and months and months. So I ask about that. Then I ask about sick days. I go, well, did they take a lot of sick days and did you ever question the authenticity of that? Do you think they were taking the piss at all? 
And um, again, read between the lines there, but that gives me an idea around how do I manage this person? Should I take them on? What sort of procedure do I need around taking sick days and how do I manage that? And what do they actually need? Do they need an RDO instead so that you know they can get other stuff done? Is it a Monday sick day? Are they prone to going out and having a three-day bender and things like that? So like this is giving me insight into what I'm gonna have to manage should I select and, and move forward with this person. And the third question is my one that catches everyone off guard and it's, would you invite this person to a barbecue if you were having one at your place? And everyone's like, what? I was like, well, if you're gonna have a barbecue and have some people around, would you invite this person? And if they don't automatically go, yeah, of course, yeah, I'd have him there in a heartbeat, then there's a chance this person is a bit of a weirdo and they wouldn't want them around their friends and family. And then, so then you gotta ask yourself, if you don't want this person around your friends and family, is it the right person for me to bring into my family my business family? And they're the three questions I ask. Great. On that, business owners, wherever you're listening to this, when was your last sick day? Can you even remember? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Sick days don't exist. Sick days do not exist. And it's it's crazy how much people can take them. But when you're in a position of, in, of business ownership. Responsibility. And responsibility. You're not taking a sick day. No. You're definitely not taking that. On the Monday sick day front, we used to have... Uh, staff member, let's just call it Kevin Jr. <laughs> uh, repetitively late on Mondays, what a punish. But moving right on back to the sort of catch up. So we've interviewed the referee, asked some questions, got a good vibe, catching up with the person. Um, what, what are you doing at- In the interview. In the interview, yeah. One thing I recommend to everyone is you need to have interview questions. Yep, plan this stuff. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I'll just catch up with them and ask them a few questions. But if you're interviewing multiple candidates, you need to have consistency around the questions that you ask. You could ask great questions to one candidate and get an, a good read on who they are, but you could ask really poor questions on another candidate and they could equally look as good because the questions were weaker and easier to, to answer. So having a consistent controlled method of what questions you go through is really important. And my extra gold nugget hot tip is across the top of the page, I would write first impression, and I used to write it as big as I could, and I would circle it and circle it and circle it and circle it. And I want you to be aware of what your first impression of this person is when they walk into the room. Because you only get one chance at acknowledging this and most people miss it. And what I want you to ask yourself is, is that first impression something that you're happy for your clients to experience? Because however you feel in that first little encounter is how every single one of your clients is gonna feel when they knock on the door. And you only get one chance at really identifying what that is. After that, it's a second or third encounter with someone and you already get to know them and the energy is different. But that stranger to stranger encounter only happens once and that's how all of your clients are gonna first receive this person. So if it's awkward, are you happy or are you comfortable having that awkwardness for every single one of your clients or do you want someone that's a bit more seamless? Such a good point. I know one of your questions you'd like to ask. See, I was more hang out, let's catch up, See, have a good, got a good feel, ask some questions, but never that direct, but upon reflection, should have been a little bit more direct. But I know one of your questions you love to ask is, um, if you had a million dollars, what would you do? Right? <laughs> or maybe that's Greg's that's question. That's Greg's question, Greg's yeah. question. And someone asked that to, like, to interviewee, and uh, the guy came back with, this is an 18-year-old kid, right? He's like, I would buy my parents a property and I do this and that and I was thinking whoa I would do totally different things at 18 okay. a million dollars like <laughs> my answer is probably not going to be uh, 
that great, right? So cool, all right, from here, it's really critical that you've, you've take the interview process seriously, right? It's really easy just to get desperate and take whatever you can get. No, no, let's, let's have a process because the process will essentially help you. The process will not only help you, it will protect you, right? So from here, critical stuff coming into actual employment, get a contract sorted out, get some onboarding sorted out. As well, have a three month probation. Have a six month probation for upper management because you don't know if it's gonna be a good fit for you but you don't know if it's gonna be a good fit for them. And we need a mutual a mutual partnership that's like, hey, it's working for me, it's working for you, let's do this thing. And on that, everyone doesn't take the probation seriously, but on the three month probation, catch up with a one month and a two month and a three month and then formal offer from there. Yeah, yeah, it's so easy to get blase and relaxed about it all. And the look at it like the time, effort and intensity that you put into your in your hiring process is an investment in the outcomes in the staff member that you end up hiring so if you don't want to put that effort in and you're rushed and you're overwhelmed and you're manic and you just take the first thing on offer prepare yourself for months if not years of torture absolute torture admin onboarding you have to sit with them for the first one definitely the first week maybe longer if you've got nothing happening so final wrap up to people um what are you suggesting What's, what's a couple of key components not to miss? I guess um, don't hire off only skill, but don't hire off only feel either. Yeah, you have to have a balanced approach. So it's gotta be skill-based to an extent and identify where their skill threshold sits and then look at how do you, and then look at that, that feel. Yeah, because so many people are focused too heavily on one side or the other. Like, you don't meet my skill requirements you're out, but actually, I could, you're a great learner. I could have taught you and brought your skill level up, but you missed that opportunity. And the other side is some people fall way too much into the, oh, I feel like they're a great bloke or they're a great person. I'm gonna get along really well here. I can train them. And their skill deficiency is, is too broad for you to try and upskill. Yeah, my final wrap up is take the whole process really seriously. This is someone you're gonna work with. It's gonna be put in front of your clients. So don't, neglect the onboarding process, don't neglect the hiring process, and don't miss the red flags. I would encourage everyone here to have a list of red flags. What's a non-negotiable, what, what won't you accept, and what will you accept? Do you know, and can you put it through a process that you can be yes, 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 ticks, not, no one's gonna tick all the boxes except probably me and you. Everyone else is not. <laughs> everyone else is missing everyone, something. Everyone else is yeah. missing something. Um, so have a process for it, really be disciplined with that, and um, good luck hiring your next tradie or apprentice or admin. So if you're loving the podcast, please share with your friends, anyone that's thinking about starting a tradie business or got a large tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to million dollar plus months. We'd love to help you too. And lastly, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review on the player that you're listening to this on. It helps us get it out there and help more tradies in business perform better and create better lives for themselves. So let's get into this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon.